Hey guys, this is Kevin Cruz and I'm with your co-host Natalie Aviles. Hey guys. And this is the FTK Podcast. That's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. And today we will be wrapping up our Made of the Image of God mini-series, which is inspired by our Father, who is the creator of all things. And he has given us, every human being, that ability to create things. And today, our special guest is Daniel Dean, representing the creatives from the TikTok community and the body of Christ. He is a worship leader at his church from the Bay Area, and he's based in Fairfield, California. How are you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Doing great as well. Blessed. How about you, Matt? Doing great myself. Excited to be on and recording with you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, Daniel, to come and share a little bit about yourself with us and, you know, about your creative side on on TikTok. And today we, you know, to give an introduction to our uh, listeners, we like to ask you a little bit about, you know, your, if you could share your testimony with us and uh, tell us a little bit about the Bay Area and um, what it's like as a Christian to to live there and, and witness things, because it's going to be different from here in uh, Northern Virginia. Would you would you mind answering those questions, Dan? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I'll start off with my testimony. And if at any time I cut out, just let me know, because um, there are like five other Zoom calls going on in my house. So <laughs> my internet isn't the best. But yeah, um, so I wasn't born a Christian. Um, I came to Christ in 2013 um, in the most random kind of way. I guess it'd be the best way to explain it. Um, I grew up not really believing in God. I went to a Christian middle school and, you know, I heard the stories of this God people at that school were like praying to and worshiping, but never really stuck to me, you know? I was just like, yeah, these are stories, um, kind of like Greek and Roman mythology, like those kind of things. I just kind of put it in the same category. In high school, you know, I was very involved in like those like geeky kind of clubs. <laughs> like I was an AP student, like every AP class I took and I was trying to do all those like extracurriculars that were like very focused on like academics. And like people would, there were definitely Christians at my school, but everyone in like the AP club was kind of like, ah, oh, you know, God isn't real. Just all those things, which kind of just reinforced my belief. Um, like, yeah, like all these smart people, if they don't think God is real, then obviously <laughs> it has, it logically makes sense, you know? Um, but yeah, I, uh, it was my second year in college where I found Christ. <clears throat> and I was just going through a tough time, honestly. Um, not to spend too much time in it, because um, I know Kevin only has <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> so I don't want to like, um, take up all your time, but I was Take going through, <laughs> you sure? <laughs> For sure. No doubt. All right. All right. So, um, I guess I'll start after high school. I was 17 when I graduated. 
moved out of the house. I was living by myself. I had no roommate because I wanted like a single dorm room. Um, so I remember that first night, like looking around and it was just me. And I was like, well, this is weird. And moving away from home, like looking back, it, it just, it's only like a hundred miles away, <laughs> like a two hour, two and a half hour train ride. But for me, I was like 17 all by myself in a whole new environment, a place I had never been. I had like no money. I had no idea what I was doing. Like I was scared to go outside. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just remember so many things happening. Um, I were just kind of like weighing on me um, from like, you know, loneliness, um, feeling inadequate i had gone to san jose state for two years which like no one is gonna deny it is one of the best engineering schools in california like like their program is like really good um and i don't mean that in a prideful way i'm just saying because it's a state university people wouldn't think of it as a good school <laughs> like they think of it as a party school but their um, engineering program is like really hard to get into and it's like one of the up in California um, but yeah I, I was just struggling with school too <laughs> I'm struggling with school at the same time my parents had like gone through a divorce and here was I here I was um, like alone lost feeling inadequate like I came from a school where I could handle all the AP classes now I can barely <laughs> turn in an assignment in college um, you know parents divorce um, and then I just started trying to seek happiness and joy and things that, you know, weren't kind of bring me that. Like, man, I started, you know, talking to girls like all the time. Not that it's bad to talk to them, but, <laughs> you know, bad intentions. <laughs> um, um, I, started, Daniel, like, I was like, what's yeah. wrong with girls? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's good. It's good. But yeah, I started like just doing dumb things that I normally wouldn't do and things I wasn't even raised doing. I started drinking. I started smoking. I stopped going to all my classes because I just felt like, oh, you know what? This doesn't matter. Um, I started like partying like, like, man, Monday to Sunday. Like, I don't even know what I was doing. And I was just wasting like so much time. Um, and that just kind of weighed on me because I was like, you know, a lot of people like kind of think, man, like that's what people are kind of striving for, especially at that age, like fun, that instant gratification, like meeting people, drinking, like that's kind of what media has portrayed as a good time. And I was living in that for like a year and a half and I was all like, wow, like if this is what's supposed to bring me fulfillment, like life kind of sucks. And Hang on. man, <laughs> that's a good word. Yep. <laughs> I remember it got to the point where, like, I just remember one night I was like just on the floor after like a party, and I was just thinking, like, dang, this sucks. Like, this isn't what life is supposed to be. Like, if this is what, what if this is as good as it gets, I kind of want to die. And so at the same time, you know, this is like my parents' divorce getting finalized, me over here on the floor. Um, obviously, me not going to classes, like, 
I'm put on like probation and stuff. And I'm like, what is the point of going forward? What is the point of like even continuing? And looking back, like, I was like, man, I was only 18 and already thinking these thoughts, but I feel like it's a real issue that people are dealing with. Like, like I know like now looking back, I was like, oh, you know, I was kind of being eh, about it, but like in the moment, like I never want to minimize anyone's challenge in life, you know? Like I always want to see like, man, like I've been there before so I can know what people are going through. And I just remember like, oh, I want to die. And I remember writing like this letter and like, I was just crying this one night and then I kind of called out to God, like, cause it felt like the only thing I could do. Like I had heard stories of God my whole life. I had friends, even in college who were Christian who were trying to bring me to church. Um, and I did have Christian friends, but I was kind of like the, that guy that always made fun of them for like no reason. They talked about praying and I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll come to your church since you guys are doing a free iPod giveaway. And I still wouldn't come. And looking back, I was like, man, I was such a jerk. But um, yeah, I just remember crying out to God one night and nothing happened. And I was like, well, I gave it a shot. Let's end this. <laughs> um, but uh, for some reason, I was like, I went on Facebook and I saw one of my like fraternity brothers at the time posted, it was back when Facebook had that little sidebar where you could like stalk everyone. And <laughs> he posted like some um, Christian group for prayer. And I was like, oh, okay, God, I'll take this as a sign. So I went back to school and with this kind of mindset, like I'm gonna go to this Christian club, I'm gonna meet God and all these cool things are gonna happen. And Rush Week came, which is the week everyone kind of promotes their clubs. And yeah, no one approached me. <laughs> and I was like, ah, oh, well, maybe I was just holding on to, you know, I was just being hopeful. So I just went my day, day by day, until one day my roommate, who at the time was like Buddhist and like his family like practiced like shamanism. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, I remember he would like go home on weeks um, because like he had to pray to like ancestors or something whenever a family member is sick. But he was like, hey, you wanna get some ice cream with me? Um, they're doing like a free ice cream social for this club. I heard there was gonna be cute girls. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then turns out it was that same Christian club from that like little Facebook thing. And they, they preached a message that night and I honestly don't remember what it was, I'll admit, but I remember feeling like, wow, God heard my prayer. God answered my prayer. And I was just sitting there the whole night, like, like no question in my mind. I was just like, God hears me. <laughs> like God hears me. Like I, I prayed something. He heard my call and he answered. And like, it was in the way that was kind of impressed upon my heart. That I thought he would. And, you know, people would probably be like, oh, it's a coincidence, but I'm not really one to believe in coincidence. You know, like co so many coincidences have happened in my life that it's not really a coincidence anymore. <laughs> um, but yeah, God was just faithful in that. And um, that I came to know God. Um, it wasn't until like another month or two later that they took me to a prayer meeting and I decided to accept God in my life. Um, that's kind of like the very short, like 
grazing over my testimony of how I found Christ. That was like seven years ago. And man, just looking back at his faithfulness, like, man, I don't know where I would be, or I don't even know if I would be here if it weren't for him. Um, and I know like some of those problems, like looking back, when I say him out loud to myself, sometimes I see him small, <laughs> like, oh, Daniel, you just didn't want to go to school. Oh, Daniel, you were just sad. Oh, Daniel, you're just feeling this sort of way. But man, like there were so many, I remember just like feeling just like a deep despair in my heart, feeling like such a brokenness, such like a feeling of being lost, a feeling of just being beaten down at that point. Um, and uh, God was there to save me at the end of the day. Um, it is all God. Um, fun fact, that very friend that uh, brought me that came from that like Buddhist uh, shaman background, he ended up um, going on like a two-year mission. Like oh, he gave his uh, life to Christ like around the same time. He became a missionary. Um, he went to Japan and he is like now like serving at his own church um, somewhere in San Jose. But yeah, thank you. I remember like our whole apartment got saved pretty much, except for my one friend, but he, he considers himself Christian. But, you know, it wasn't just it, like, it's funny because when God answered my prayer, it wasn't just for me. It was for the guy next to me. It was for my roommate. It was for like five other friends who were in my circle like we began to like chase after God we began to seek like who God was and we were like man like our life is so much better with God I'm not going to take this as a joke I'm not going to take this as like you know a once a day kind of thing but we want to be with God every day of our lives and yeah from then that was seven years ago and just pursuing God over the past seven years has been such a great journey and I am so honestly excited, like, to think about, like, when I'm, if God allows me to be in my 80s, how much more I will see his faithfulness looking back from, you know, 25 to 80 than I am looking from 19 to 25. Um, but yeah. And then your second question was about the Bay Area, correct? <laughs> yes, correct. Because I remember when we spoke uh, the other day, you had mentioned uh, about the Bay Area being an, uh, an unreached uh, area. Yep. So it is one. So a few years ago and recently, it was named one of the most unreached um, areas and most de-churched in the world. And if I'm not mistaken, it is the most unreached and most deep church in the U.S. Um, but I think that was like 2017 and 2018. It probably still is, but <laughs> like, honestly, um, just growing up in the Bay Area and just really seeing the kind of culture we have here. And I don't know if you guys hear anything about California over there of how progressive we are. <laughs> I live near Berkeley where everyone is very progressive, very opinionated. Everyone is different in thought, but everyone is correct in thought, if that makes sense. Like you can have your own thoughts, 
but my way is always going to be correct and your way is always going to be correct. Like everything is so subjective, but so we take our own subjective ideas and we place, or we name it, or we call it objective. Um, and it's very confusing. Sometimes like if you're trying to share with someone, especially who is so, my way is correct. My thoughts are correct and they are non-negotiable. And like, no one knows everything. <laughs> um, but here we act like we do. Here we act like we're better than everyone else. And I'm just gonna be honest, like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are known <laughs> for acting like, um, like we think something of ourselves. Um, but yeah, I think that's where a lot of the reason, one of the, or a lot of the reasons why we are so unreached in D-Church because we're just so prideful. We're all about ourselves. Um, like people come to California wanting to make something of themselves, either Hollywood, um, they come to like, even though that's so cool, they go there because, you know, I want to be famous. I want to be a movie star and actress, this or this. Coming to Northern California, I want to invest into my 401k as young as possible, retire at the age of 30, like as a millionaire. Like we have so many unrealistic goals and we are so willing to just get to the ladder or the top of the ladder as quickly as we can. Like, even if it means like negotiating our own integrity, if it means pushing other people down and we are so focused on our end that sometimes we forget what it means to like live in the moment, I guess. Um, but yeah, that attributes a lot to really why we are so um, de-churched and unchurched in the way that the Bible tells us to be about other people, while here culture tells us to be about ourselves. And man, I'll be honest, sometimes it is hard to live <laughs> for other people um, and wanting to help other people, especially when I've been so groomed to the culture we have here. Um, I don't really know what to kind of compare it to just because I've grown up here all my life. And the kind of Christianity that I've experienced is like the kind that I know, or the Christian culture, I would say. Because, um, you know, here, um, we're, we're pretty radical when it comes to countercultural things, because we quickly realize, like, if we want to live according to God's word, the culture here that we have in California isn't going to be sustainable to us. <laughs> like, we, we pretty much have to go against the grain. And, be like, hmm, do I want to trust God or do I want to trust what everyone else is saying? Um, but if you'd like to like kind of expand on your question, uh, feel free and I'll answer it to the best of my ability. Yeah, no, that, that was good. Thank you for uh, giving your insight because, you know, I've never been on the West Coast. And so I don't know how life is like there. I mean, I know there's prideful, uh, prideful people here and on the East Coast as well. But, you know, you mentioned a good point about Hollywood and about everyone, you know, wanting to, to move over there to make a name out of themselves. And, you know, really, they, they see themselves as the most important thing. Like, and that's like one of the things that God doesn't want us to do. He wants us to be humble and put others before uh, ourselves and I remember that's that's actually one of the goals that I wanted to wanted to uh, achieve when I was in 
high school because I was into uh, TV production and film and and man, I was like, oh man, it would be so nice to be like a director or a producer of something, work my way up from a cameraman up there and all that stuff and we'll get accepted to uh, University of California, I think uh, Berkeley. Oh yeah, I live like so close. <laughs> yeah, I, I applied to like, I mean, I don't think I actually ended up applying because the GPA like requirement was very high for someone who was uh, out of state. And I think it's like a lot easier uh, compared to out of state when applying. And just knowing that a lot of uh, famous people, especially people that you would see like on Saturday Night Live, um, you know, went to those schools for film production. And, uh, you know, now they're on public television and living, you know, what the world, what people from the world would see as, you know, great lives. But, yeah, in reality, it's... It's not the, the lifestyle that God wants us to have. He wants us to be humble and uh, put others before ourselves. And, um, you know, it's not about us. It's not about how our image is viewed. It's all about God. You know, God wants us to, to share his great name and, uh, you know, who he is, because that's, that's what our purpose in life is. It's to to receive his love and to share it with others who haven't been exposed to his love. Amen. But just to, to move forward before I let Natalie move on with the uh, TikTok questions. Um, I did want to ask, because I know that when we spoke on the phone uh, weeks ago, you had mentioned that you were, your, your church had an, outreach ministry that you were a part of and that was something that you were doing and others are doing to you know help combat that uh that problem in in the bay area where you know it's unreached as you as you know you mentioned and if you could tell us a little bit more about that and you know how often you guys go and reach out to people yeah, so, <clears throat> man, I think right now a lot of it is in the planning stuff, um, mostly because of COVID. Um, it's super hard to go out and do things right now and, you know, volunteer our time to be able to really help. And especially because we're a church and in California. I don't know if you guys heard um, about the, there were like two churches here in California in different counties. And they, like, um, met, and their entire, like, congregation got infected. And so right now, there's kind of, like, there's kind of, like, that whole, like, uh, do we even want to associate with churches, you know? Like, um, it just kind of puts that kind of rep on the entire body of Christ, um, especially as we're shifting out of quarantine. Um, <clears throat> but we are in the plans right now of working in, like, food banks and whatnot. Um, we've done that in the past, especially during the holiday seasons, um, because during that those times, we have a very high homeless population and a very high population of like families who can't afford to have meals, especially during the holidays, but also every day of the week. Um, 
So we always have opportunities um, where we pair up with like uh, food shelters, um, soup kitchens, um, even like retirement homes. We have a ministry led by um, one of the great moms in the house who she goes to like a retirement home every week or I think right now she does she I'm pretty sure she does it by Zoom right now but still every week like faithfully serving like people who are in retirement homes who don't get to see their family whose family may be living far away and they're kind of just like alone in that community um we have families more so in our San Francisco area than here in Fairfield um doing um what's it called I don't want to say going against, but that's what it is. Um, just really advocating against, advocating against like human sex trafficking, homelessness, just like all these social injustice problems. <clears throat> um, apart from that, like we are a very outward church and because of our demographics, we have like literally people working in every occupation in California from like the tech industry, to the fast food market. We have models and actors, not, not like model models and actor actors, but like, um, like those sorts of people who are on fire for Christ and are living their lives in a very outward way. Um, and a lot of our church are people from our workplaces who we have been praying for, who we have been interceding for, who we have been inviting over the years. I would say a lot of our church as we grow are people in our own lives that we are pulling alongside with us. And when you have a church of like, or like a pretty good diverse church, like, and you're bringing people in and then they start bringing people in, like, when you're living in San Francisco and everyone is kind of isolated and you slowly reach your hand out, they'll be quick to like hold on to your hand and pull, um, be willing to be led um, to church. Um, oh man, I forgot what I was gonna say. There was one more I wanted to share, but it's okay. Um, you go to a, a big church, right? I can't remember how, how big the amount was. I know ours is like 30 to 40. And I think I remember you telling us yours was like a lot. But please correct me if I'm wrong. No, I got to a pretty small church, or not pretty small church. I would say medium sized. Um, my location gets like 120 average. Um, the other location gets about the same. But I started going when we were only 13 people. So it's pretty cool to see it. Um, like we went from 13, slowly started growing. Mostly people like from hospitals because a lot of our people are nurses. Um, a lot of people work in like graphic design, the tech industry. So we have a lot of like techie kind of people getting pulled in. But just because um, when I started going, it was just a church plant. Like we had, they just kind of started putting down their roots. So we're still a baby church, <laughs> still growing. Um, I think one of the things that I really love is our idea of unity. So like the churches here in the Bay Area recognize like we're not just a church, we are the church, right? And like our goal is to get people to church. And it's almost like, I don't care if you go to my church or someone else's church, we are gonna be there for you. Um, and so even when we have events, like we do it together. Um, 
a few months ago before quarantine, there was a worship night, and I'm pretty sure it was like 25 churches in um, San Francisco. Another worship night that was held here had like 12 churches or something. And we all really pray for our city and our communities, which I love. Every Wednesday, um, as a body of Christ, we, we fast um, and just pray for, you know, whether it be people in the city who don't know God, whether it be for social injustice, whether it be for homelessness, whether it be for like unseen things that we may not even recognize as the church, we surrender to God um, because we know like there is power in prayer that things happen when you pray to God. And the prayer is always, you know, the first priority of my church. Um, like if God tells us to do it, we're gonna listen to his voice understand what he wants us to do and then we're going to do it like we don't take god lightly especially when it comes to prayer <laughs> amen that is so freaking good dale i feel like you said so much and i've just been like wow like just taking it all in and it's been so freaking awesome i can definitely relate so much to your um your testimony like your coming to christ testimony i wouldn't say mine's like the exact same but it's uh very similar i found I was looking to fill this God-sized hole in me with a bunch of things from this world. Um, and it led me to nothing. <laughs> um, but in my search to look for something, that led me to Jesus, which led me to everything. But um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. And yet again, I'm taken back by um, hearing what you've shared about the Bay Area. I remember the first time we were on the phone. Um, and again, just for our listeners, a little... A little background for our listeners before Kevin and I jump in and do a call um, or a recording with someone to invite them on the show. We just jump on the phone and we spend some time talking to them, getting to know them, just so we can kind of um, feel each other out, feel our vibe, you know, make sure that we're praying for discernment, make sure that we're on the same page. Um, and instantly I had a big green light with Daniel in my spirit. Like when I saw him on TikTok, when we talked on the phone, he's just super awesome. So, um, it was really interesting on the call and now to hear about, um, how the Bay area is so unreached and so unchurched. And it's really cool because I feel like you and your church is a testimony of how God is moving in that area. I mean, you started going there and there was only 13, I believe you said 13, right? People within your congregation between, um, and now it's 120. And then your sister church, um, has 120 and it's so cool. And I love that. And I also really agree with, um, the fact that at the end of the day, we are one big church. We are not independent little churches we are one big body and we're just congregating in different houses um for the sake of x y and z there's a bunch of different reasons why but um but yeah i think that's so cool but yeah thank you so much for sharing all that we're so excited that you are here and we're excited to jump into some of the tiktok questions hey guys thanks for tuning in to another episode of ftk podcast that's people from the kingdom coming together for the kingdom to further the kingdom. And as you can tell, we've had a great conversation with Daniel and we've gotten the opportunity of getting to know him. And because this podcast was a little bit long and we didn't get to get to the uh, TikTok questions, please tune in soon as we will have a part two with Daniel and he'll be able to share a little bit about what it takes for him to create 
uh, different TikTok videos, you know, what inspires him and, you know, what's going on in his life. Thank you and God bless.